0: Quick at about noon. And we appreciate you tuning in here on this 21st day of July. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the podcast with Demi Barling here on the Be Heard platform. Thank you so much for making me, for making us, uh, for making the Be Heard platform a part of your day in your coverage here. Of course, we'll be talking about the Sacramento Kings as they'll be playing in their first game is since march march 9th i believe was the last time that the sacramento kings played a basketball game we will have live nba action back tomorrow uh we had baseball last night we'll we'll get to that we've got to start with the kings with the kings no news is good news right but it seems every day there is some news coming out about the sacramento kings and it's never ever good uh, Marvin Bagley was injured on Sunday during a practice Luke Walton spoke about it yesterday uh,
1: touching up on on Marvin so that we don't get back to the same question uh, however many times um, we do not have an update uh, he he would you know he he is receiving an MRI he hurt his right foot yesterday in, in practice uh, on an offensive rebound he came down on on somebody's foot. And that's all we have. So I'm not a doctor when, uh, when we get information back from the doctors, we'll, we'll pass it along and we'll, we'll share it with others. Hey, Luke, how's
2: it going? Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Yeah, I got you now, Sean.
2: Right on. Thank you. Um, Just back to Marvin for a quick second. Um, Obviously he's been you know so snake bit this year with with injuries had problems with the other foot and now this um just uh, even no know not knowing the severity of the injury yet uh we have did you have a chance to kind of talk to him do you know what his spirits were like
1: yeah he's you know he was a little frustrated obviously he he's he was another guy that was having a good camp and he looked he looked great he was flying up and down the court and uh you know, he, whether it's him or anybody, when you, when you put in this amount of time to make it at this level and where you really want to kind of show what you can do, uh, you know, injuries are injuries can be a very frustrating part of the game, but he knows uh, and we talked about no matter what the result is, no matter what, uh, you know, what what comes of this uh, mentally stay strong. Uh, and. and keep working uh, you know he's going to have a very successful career when it's all said and done and uh just it, it was a bumpy bump, bumpy year so far and this is another bump and he's got to keep keep taking that uh and fighting and, and come out the other side
0: what a a absolutely frustrating stretch here for Marvin Bagley he's only played in 13 games this year and it doesn't appear that he's going to play even more, even if the results come back positive even if the MRI results come back with, hey, nothing serious, you know, no worries, just going to need a little rest, you know, a little rehab, do, 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 do some prehab work, contrast bash, you'll be good to go, man, no problem. There's no re- like, w- what are you going to do here? What are you going to do here? You, you were already a long shot to make the eighth spot. Uh, maybe, maybe you thought there was an opportunity for you to compete, and we, we've said this, gosh, as recently as yesterday, I, I thought. That they had the ability to compete. I thought they had the ability to be better than the Portland Trailblazers. I certainly believe that they're better than the San Antonio Spurs and the Phoenix Suns. I thought their true competition was going to be the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, Now, you've, you know, this has just been an incredible, what, three weeks for the Sacramento Kings in which they had four positive. COVID-19 test more than any other single team in the league, at least that we're aware of more than any other single team in the league. Um, Alex Lynn just joined the team yesterday. Uh, Harrison Barnes is still in Sacramento. Marvin Bagley is injured. Rashawn Holmes crossed the gun line and he's been grounded for the last, we've got to be going on eight or nine days now. He's, he's got to be close to being able to get off of uh, punishment. And, and now this, Oh, it's absolutely incredible that it's all happened in July. Somebody hates the Kings. I don't know who it is. Deuce Mason has a theory that somebody's standing around with a, with like a Slamson voodoo doll or something. I don't know, man, but this, gosh, Marvin Bagley just, whoo! there were no red flags about this young man in terms of his injury history coming out of coming out of Duke. But, God, what a rough... What a rough start to his career Uh, it has been, particularly this year. This year has just been absolutely, just absolutely disastrous for him. Uh, It's a different, it's not the same foot. So I guess if, I don't know, this this was his right foot during the season. It was his left foot. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it's like, okay, it's not a constant nagging injury. It's not, it's not an issue that's gonna plague Marvin Bagley for the rest of his career. But okay, it's like, wait a minute, why is his other foot then? Like what what's happening here? Is this overcompensation? Is this just a freak accident? Is it a rolled ankle? You heard Luke Walton say there just a moment ago that he he landed on he landed on someone's foot coming up for an offensive rebound. Okay, normally when you land, you 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 hear all of the time. Someone rolls their ankle because they say, you see it all the time in games. It's why they outlawed the, 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 the defender undercutting the shooter. Right? Wasn't that part of uh, one of Kawhi Leonard's injuries? The defender undercutting the shooter. You, you see that. You hear that all of the time. Uh, but a lot of times, it's, it's an ankle in that situation. Uh, but they're labeling this as a foot injury. We mentioned Marvin Bagley only played in 13 games this season. He had the thumb injury coming out of the game against the Phoenix Suns, uh, the very first game of the season. And then uh, he had left foot injuries. Now he's got right foot injuries. And so here's here's the other thing that you got to look at. Here's the other very cold piece of this whole thing. Let's go on the assumption that the Sacramento Kings don't make the playoffs. All right, and now we have, we're in August. We have a relatively short offseason we're just coming off of a very lengthy stretch in which marvin bagley used that time to heal he obviously used the time to get incredible shape like i believe bagley was a 10 pounder correct me if i'm wrong was it wasn't bagley one of the 10 pounder guys look at that look at how much bigger he's got he's gained 10 pounds of muscle during the hiatus he was one of many nba players who seemed to gain this magical number of 10 pounds of muscle And right as it's about time to get back on the court, he gets injured again, which means he's going to have to spend at least a portion of his upcoming time uh, rehabbing or resting or just getting his foot healthy. What needs to be done, though, over the course of the next several months before the regular season starts, and we have no definitive timeline as to when the 2021 season is going to start, whether that's actually in 2021 or whether it starts at the very end of 2020, we have no idea yet. There was a proposal for it to start December 1st. Uh, the NBA players d- didn't agree to that. They didn't turn it down outright. They just said, hey, let's revisit this later. Um, I think there's a a, a belief that it, it might start at Christmas or it might actually start in the year 2021. Regardless, uh, we don't know how long this offseason is going to be. We don't know the seriousness of this injury. I imagine we're going to find out today. Uh, you know, it is at the time of this recording. It is 9 a.m., Eastern time, I, I imagine Luke Walton's availability uh, and the availability of uh, Sacramento Kings players is, is, is going to be in the very late morning or early afternoon here today. And I, uh, I would guess that's when we get the results of, of Marvin Bagley's MRI. And so what does it mean for the upcoming offseason? Because for me, you could, just go, you could just go ahead and write him out. You could just go ahead and write him out of these games. There's no point in playing him. But gosh, what a frustrating... You know, to, to compound this... This is turning into a be conscious episode. So for those who subscribe on patreon.com slash Damien Barling, you know that I always try to enter Be Conscious episodes nice and chill, cool, calm. And then as I start talking, I get worked up and by the by the end of the show, I'm I'm angry. And that's what's happening right now. By the end of this King segment, I'm gonna be extremely angry. And that's kind of where I'm working up because you've also got to realize this you are in a situation where it looks like okay, Bagley's gonna be fantastic. Right, Bagley's going to have an opportunity to go out there and, and, and really showcase his skills. We talked with both Mar- Marshall Harris, uh, sports director over at, 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 at CBS, and we, and we talked with Sanjay Singh. Uh, you heard part of that podcast yesterday. You can hear the entirety of it on the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by Hootball. We talked with him about how Marvin Bagley essentially doesn't have anything to lose. He just has to go out there play there's not going to be a lot expected of you but just just go out there get your run in and 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 try to build some momentum heading into the next year whether you're playing 10 minutes 14 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes whatever it is make the most of your minutes out there just get comfortable being out there back on the basketball floor and and you'll be ready to go well now all of that is gone now all of that is gone so okay how about this now? Now we've got Harry Giles. Harry Giles is going to be the showcase center for the Sacramento Kings tomorrow night when they take on the Miami Heat. Fantastic. He can show out for the other 29 teams in the league. Because if you recall, and I know that you do, the Sacramento Kings decided, because they were butthurt that he didn't come in in the shape that they wanted him to be at the beginning of the season, they decided to not pick up his option. So it's going to be Awesome. Watching Harry Giles thrive during these eight games. It's going to be awesome. Watching Harry Giles play well during these scrimmage games. And it's going to be awesome when he signs with another team uh, in about four months. That's where we are at as Sacramento Kings fans. Alex Lynn is another option. He is just now clearing coronavirus. He's another option in terms of big men, but he's just now clearing coronavirus protocol. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he is, he'll be eligible to play uh, tomorrow night. I just think he's just joining the team now. And remember, Alex Lynn was one of the original positive tests, you know, way back in, what was it? Was it June, June 22nd, 3rd, somewhere around that. He was one of the, he was one of the original guys who tested, tested positive. So he hasn't been with the team. This is going to be his first stretch with the team. And I know guys have been working out. Guys have been doing, you know, training, conditioning, the whole deal. Uh, but what exactly will he look like? Uh, how good of shape is he in? Uh, and how will the Kings be able to integrate them? I mean, it doesn't – If you, why not try it tomorrow? I mean, what have you got to lose? It's a scrimmage game. That's that's what this is for. Maybe you throw him out there. Maybe you wait till Saturday's game. Uh, but – You're going to have to do something. Rashawn Holmes is going to be dealing with a a similar situation. Rashawn Holmes has been grounded uh, since damn near the start of this whole process. And he's going to be just getting reintegrated into what the Sacramento Kings are doing. Man, what a frustrating couple of weeks it is for Sacramento Kings fans and for the Sacramento Kings organization. Now I realize we're not following every single team as closely as we're following the Kings. But, dude, this is not happening to anybody else across the league. It's, it, it, is, it is solely for the Kings. Goodness gracious, man. What would you have rather have? Would you have rather have gone through all of this or just had Adam Silver say two and a half months ago, hey, we're just doing the top 16 teams. That's it. No one's competing for an 8-spot or a 9-spot. There's no plans. There's none of that. We don't need Dame Lillard. We don't need Zion. We certainly don't need the the, the Kings and the Suns and the Spurs and the Wizards. Everybody go home. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. Jabari Parker spoke yesterday. Jabari Parker's first time uh, in front of the media. He was one of the original uh, COVID-19 positives as well. He spoke about his Uh, experiences with the virus?
2: Uh, I got it, I think, uh, middle of June, and I took my test. So I knew it way before we had to get into Sacramento. So I knew I I wasn't going to be there in the beginning of the workouts. But yeah, just really staying low key, staying to myself like you're supposed to. And uh, that's like lasted for like five days. And I retested and came back negative, but with the NBA, you have to test negative twice in a row. So it took me a while to test twice in a row because I was building the antibodies and also trying to get it out of my system. But you know, it was really clear within those last couple of weeks of June.
0: That's interesting, uh, because my takeaway from that is you potentially test positive once, or, or you potentially test negative once, but then you test positive later. Did did I maybe did did I maybe misunderstand that? Because that that really caught my attention when I heard that for the first time yesterday. That you you know he he spoke about how you have to pass, uh you know NBA protocol is you you've you've got to pass two COVID tests in a row, uh but it 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 caught my attention that he said uh, he couldn't pass two in a row, which I, I, I I'm not familiar. I haven't had any COVID nineteen test. I really haven't had any reason to, as I've told you on numerous occasions. I'm here the house. Like I, <laughs> I work within the front room of my house and it's pretty s- simple as that. My, my coworkers are, are my two yellow labs and that's pretty much the extent of it. I haven't had any uh, reason to get tested or any concern to get tested. Uh, so I'm, I'm not familiar. With this but obviously the NBA protocol is, com- is, it's different. Um, but I, I'm just, I, I was, that really, really caught my attention and kind of throws another, like, it just throws more confusion into how this whole process works in terms of, uh, passing multiple COVID nineteen tests, which which you know you've got to pay attention to because you've got Zion Williamson out of the bubble, you've got Rashawn Holmes, who you know part of Rashawn Holmes, he, even though he never tested positive, he still has to take the COVID nineteen testing, even though he's been quarantined uh, with his in within his room for, I think eight, eight, eight or nine of of the ten days now, he still has to pass multiple tests in a row, and again I know it's different for Rashawn Holmes because he never tested positive it's just it's so weird man like you know we're talking about viruses and passing you know tests and all these different things we're far more familiar we're far more used to talking about mris right we're far more familiar talking about we're we're waiting for the results of the mri and you know we'll we'll see what the radiologist said and luke walton will relay that all to us we'll find out if marvin bagley's is is going to be injured and have a lengthy rehab or if he's just going to miss these games or if they're not even going to have to officially rule him out of these games and maybe they just decide they don't play him, or maybe none of that happens and they go yeah it was just a little dinged up the MRI is completely fine he's feeling a little bit better today Uh, if he's better by the 30th he's going to get a run I I don't know what the right I don't know what the right answer for this is um, but the point in that statement was we're far more used to talking about MRIs than you know tests for viruses That's where we are here uh, in 2020, and I guess this is where we are with Marvin Bagley. Oh, this is so bad. It's so frustrating with Bagley, too, because he was the number two overall pick. The Kings jump in the draft, like a significant jump in the draft for the first time since when? And it's a two-person draft. At the time the Kings jumped, it was a two-person draft. And then somehow it wasn't. It became a three-person draft and a four-person draft. It became a multi-person draft. <sighs> Number two overall pick in the draft, and 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 you hear Luke Walton, and you listen to Luke Walton's statements a few minutes ago, and you know you can you can rewind when we're done here, or skip back. Rewind is such a dated term, but you can skip back to the beginning of the podcast, and you know. You wonder if Luke Walton is trying to convince himself like, yeah, no, like, you know, it's, it's, it stinks for Marvin this year has, it's been really frustrating for him, a bunch of stop and goes, but he's going to have a long, very, very successful career. He's going to be a great player, blah, 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 blah. And you go, is, is Luke trying to convince himself? Is he trying to convince Kings fans? Or is he trying to keep Marvin Bagley positive? Or like Digital Underground is the answer D, all of the above. And it very well may be D. He, he might be trying to convince himself. He might be trying to convince us. And he might be trying to convince Marvin Bagley, hey, it's another setback. It's okay. It's okay. Setbacks are okay. And there's, there's, such, a, there's such a difficult, like, when you're an athlete, from a mental standpoint, man, this, this has got to be crushing. Like, this is like talking about, you know, he's a polarizing name, but the the, the example, you know, fits when you talk about the, when you talk about the, you know, the mental aspect of being an athlete. You talk about DeMarcus Cousins and DeMarcus Cousins coming back from, you know, the Achilles injury and then getting hurt, you know, during the playoffs after he comes back from the Achilles injury and then getting hurt during the off season when preparing for the next season. You know what I mean? It's just injury after injury after injury and you wonder like at some point I remember the last time DeMarcus got hurt. It was like, oh man, this is this is devastating enough to where you maybe you just decide you do, you don't play anymore. Because there's a certain point where rehabbing is not, you know, rehabbing isn't lifting weights, you know what I mean? Like rehabbing isn't, you know, getting bigger, faster, stronger. Rehabbing is tedious like When you're talking to ACLs, and I can't imagine, like, with a a foot injury, you know, his second foot injury of the year, he's probably doing, like, these tedious exercises with golf balls and with lacrosse balls, and, like, he's not doing anything that, even if you love training. Right? Even if you love working out, even if you love the process and you love the results and you, you love to, to put yourself through the grind of the process because you want to see the results, that's not what rehab is. Your training process is slowed, and in some cases, depending on the type of injury, it is completely halted and stopped, and you're focused on, you know, there's I always reference this video because it is so telling, the, the Rudy Gay video. When Rudy Gay was a member of the Sacramento Kings, and he he snaps his Achilles, he posts a video of him. I believe he's with a uh, he's got a band, and he's flexing his foot back and forth. And the and the and the and the you know the caption on the video or the you know the, the 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 tweet that was accompanied with the video said, "You have no idea like what a big deal this is," and it's just him flexing his foot back and forth. And like, that's, that's what the rehab process is. It is those tedious exercises that you're doing for hours on end when you're rehabbing like an ACL or you're, you know, you're, you're trying to strengthen muscles around your ACL to protect it. You're doing like leg raises. And I'm not talking about, uh, those horrible, you know, leg extensions in the gym. Like most trainers will tell you, you don't even do those because they're bad for your knee. I'm talking about you're sitting on the edge of a table, you're straightening your leg out, and you're just flexing your quad over and over and over again. And your trainer is watching to see how quickly you twitch. It's just such a tedious process. You got to go, man, Marvin Bagley is so young. He's in his second year. It's just been an absolute disaster and now he's looking at potentially a second straight. Rehab. Now, second straight foot rehab. And look, I'm I'm overreacting in terms of the sense of we'll know and maybe by the time you're listening to this, we already know what the diagnosis of that MRI is. But the point being much like Fox's injury, much like nothing positive can come out of this because of what we're talking about here we're not talking about the beginning of a brand new season where it's like okay Marvin Bagley is going to miss part of the season it's like no Marvin Bagley is essentially going to miss the rest of this season Marvin Bagley is going to miss this eight game stretch where there weren't there there wasn't any pressure on the Kings nobody thought the Kings were going to make the playoffs we joke about the national media not even knowing that the Kings are in Orlando but this was a this was a situation for Luke Walton this was a situation for Guys like Marvin Bagley. This was a situation for guys like Harry Giles. This was the situation for the Sacramento Kings. Kent Bazemore, was played really, really well since coming over from Portland. This was a situation for those guys to get out there and just get together, play, play great basketball. If he could make a push, if he could get a play game against Memphis, great. I mean, you would have the eyes, and that's kind of a lost, a, a lost point in all of this. If the Kings were able to get the ninth spot, hypothetically speaking, if the Kings were able to get that ninth spot and get into a play-in situation with, with the Memphis Grizzlies, the eyes of the NBA world would have been on them. For the first time, well, for the, for the last time the eyes of the NBA world were on them were when they were waiting for the, the Pelicans game to get shut down. It'd be the, it would it, it, be the first time all year from a basketball sense that the NBA world will be watching the Sacramento Kings. And it's hard to believe that that's gonna. It's hard to believe that that's gonna happen right now, especially when we, you know, there. I know that there are videos. Sean Cunningham has them up on his Twitter page. Uh, I know there are videos of, of uh, De'Aaron Fox getting, you know, getting some, some light work in yesterday, and it's like, hey, that's that's cool, that's good, but. That's not what we want to see from De'Aaron. We want to see De'Aaron running the floor and pushing the pace. He, we don't know his status for July 31st yet. Confident he's not going to play tomorrow. Uh, doubtful that he'll play Saturday. I don't imagine that he plays in any of these scrimmage games. But we're back at it tomorrow. I mean this this is gone. I mean we've got we've got a scrimmage game tomorrow, 5 p.m. It'll be on NBC Sports. Same with Saturday, 9:30 uh, a.m. on NBC Sports. Uh, we'll have post game shows on our Patreon account, Patreon.com/slash Damien Barling. We'll post those for you. Uh, we'll also have some hoop ball podcasts go up, and, of course, we'll cover them uh, here in their entirety uh, on the podcast with Amy Barling here on the Be Heard podcast platform. Uh, good news out of the NBA is that 346 players have been tested for COVID-19 over the last week, zero new positive test. That is a major, major plus for the National Basketball Association. That is a major plus for for uh, Adam Silver and everything that they got going on, and that is a major plus for the for the parameters that they have in place right now. These guys have been interacting now there are people who would think oh well maybe it'll be different once teams start going against each other but this was this was the purpose of it all right to start with zero and they had two positives while players were still quarantined which I'm still very very fascinated by and it goes back to it goes back to the reliability of the testing and it goes back to understanding how the whole testing process works because for those guys to have gotten to Orlando they would have had to have passed back-to-back positive tests for them to come out of the quarantine period not passing a positive t- or not passing a uh, a COVID test that's a I, I'm am just so curious how that how that happened. I keep saying passing, but you know you know what I mean. Testing negative in terms of in terms of the virus. I'm so fascinated by that. But the fact that there have been uh, tests over uh, the last week on 346 players. Now that doesn't mean that there have been 346 tests. There have likely been two to three times that amount, and that is just focused on the players. That doesn't make reference to training staff media, digital media, or any coaches. This is specifically about players. There are going to be at least at least one coach. I think Mike D'Antoni is coaching, uh, wearing a mask, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know if any other coaches are. Mike D'Antoni, I feel like, is the, is the only one who has specifically referenced uh, that he's going to be coaching in, in a mask, and he said he's doing it to, uh, to keep himself safe, uh, and he's doing it uh, because he thinks it'll help uh, keep his players safe, and he, like everybody else, he he wants to see the end of the basketball season, and of course, he believes he's got an opportunity to win. and why wouldn't they? I, I believe Russell Westbrook uh, arrived in um, I believe Russell Westbrook arrived in Orlando. Last night, or yesterday. At least he was supposed to. Mike D'Antoni said yesterday during his media availability that he believed uh, Russell Westbrook would arrive today. Well, today was yesterday. Uh, so that's where we are. But there's, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of good news. And, I, I, you know, we go back to, to the start of this whole thing. Games feel like they're an eternity away. And, you know, the 30th is still nine days away. It's a week from Thursday. Uh, this obviously, you know... Great news regarding these tests. Uh, we're going to have basketball tomorrow. Barring something absolutely catastrophic, we're going to have basketball. We are going to see the Kings and the Heat play. We're going to see a number of other scrimmage games. They're going to look a little bit different. The quarters are going to be shorter. It doesn't really matter. We're going to have professional basketball in some way, shape, or form back tomorrow, and that is very Uh, Very exciting. Uh, Make sure you tune into the Deuce and Moe podcast. Immediately following this one, just flip over. Just go back to your podcast app. You'll see a brand-new episode from Deuce and Moe. Make sure you check that out. If you missed the episode with Doug Christie yesterday, I encourage you to go check out that one. I believe uh, it's Tuesday, so a new episode of J Street Vibe should drop later on this evening. That's more for you night owls. And, of course, you can check out the Dope Ones podcast. And head over to thedopeones.com. And check out the Damien Barling collection. That is our t shirt collection. That's our More Than a Podcast t shirt, our Be Heard t shirt. Uh, that's a variety of different styles uh, available on thedopeones.com. And I believe today is the last day you can use the 720 promo code to get 20% off your order. That's S E V N. Uh, that's S E V E N 2 0. Spell out seven. 720 to get 20% off of your order. Now let's shift. From NBA testing to NFL testing, some good news came out of the National Football League yesterday, believe it or not. Uh, the NFL Players Association in uh, the NFL agreed to daily testing. Multiple sources have said uh, that this was agreed upon. This is a, this is a huge deal for the players. Uh, this is a huge deal for NFL fans who were hoping for training camp to start in seven days. Uh, this is a huge deal for people who were hoping that the NFL would start that, uh, that Thursday in September. And these were steps. These were the first steps. The meetings that took place yesterday were the first steps to ensure that this, this might actually happen. The NFL Players Association said in a statement yesterday, our union has been pushing for the strongest testing tracing, and treatment protocols to keep our players safe. The testing protocols we agree to are one critical factor that will help us return to work safely and gives us the best chance to play and finish the season. The union statement notes that testing protocols are only one factor in getting the season started. There are other factors. Uh, and, And there's one thing worth pointing out, too, before we uh, before we mention what some of those other factors are, is the idea isn't just, okay, let's get training camp started. The idea is to, to get to September. The idea is to get all of those games played in week one, and I, th- I think the most important part of all of this for the NFL, and I could be completely speaking out of turn here, I don't think this is a hot take at all, but I think the most important thing for the NFL is to make sure that if they're on the field – if all 32 teams are on the field in week number one, that all 32 teams are on the field in week number 16 and it runs, or I guess week number 17, and it runs coherently that there's no breaks, there's no interruptions, and that there is no reason for the season to be stopped. I think that is one great fear that the NFL has, is I think they're fearful of starting the season and then for whatever reason, and we know what the reason would be, it would be a, 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 a massive breakout of COVID positives, the, the biggest fear is that they'll have to halt the season or stop it for some period of time. Now, they have contingency plans in place that we've, we've heard about. We've heard about the Super Bowl potentially taking place on the last uh, weekend of February. We have heard about the elimination of that week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. Uh, we have heard about all of that stuff. Uh, we know that there are plans in place in case the season is shortened, uh, be it shortened at the beginning, shortened at the end, or shortened in the middle. Uh, but my gut tells me if for some reason that all 16 games couldn't be played, that the NFL would rather it be because they're starting late out of an abundance of caution rather than their season being halted in week 2, three, four, 10, 11, 12. Uh, so the, the 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 goal of the testing for the NFL Players Association and for the NFL is to make sure that once they start the season, and maybe you could even throw July 28th into this conversation, once they start training camp, that they're off and running and everything in terms of the calendar remains normal. And that would be a hell of an accomplishment by the NFL to, to get the season started on July 28th, uh, to get training camp started on July 28th, and for the season to carry out... Uh, exactly as it's supposed to. It seems so far-fetched at this point, but it, the NFL has had so much time to prepare for this. I'm still shocked that we're in this. I'm, still, I'm actually shocked that we're celebrating this moment. This is a huge moment for the NFL. Because, but, but it is worth pointing out, it's only one factor into getting the season started on time. There are other issues that have to be sorted out before the season starts. Testing was one of them. Another one were the preseason games. We believe last week, it was originally four preseason games. There was a report that the league was willing to go down to two. Uh, the players won at zero. We thought that the compromise was pretty simple. Well, I, I, I guess you play one. The Players Association said there is no reason to engage in a single exhibition game. There's no reason to play a single Playoff game. This Morris Smith, the head of the NFL, the executive director of the NFL Players Association, said, and I quote: "To engage in two games where players would be flying all over the country and then engaging with each other to work and do that prior to the season doesn't increase the likelihood of starting and finishing the season on time." And end quote. That's what this is all about. This is about starting and finishing the season on time. And there's a belief that the again unconfirmed reports have it that the league are, are is going to go the way of what the Players Association wants, and that is eliminating all preseason games. Another big step to training camp starting on time. So these, you know, they're, they're, remember some of the things that we were talking about yesterday and late last week. Uh, we're not only talking about um, testing. You know, We've got preseason games here. There's also a ramp up that players would like. Uh, rather than having to report on July 28th, throw on pads and start hitting each other for the first time. Uh, they'd like a ramp-up period where no pads are allowed for the first couple of weeks. Uh, they're ramping up on their training and conditioning. Many of them are getting back with their strength coach. Many of them are getting back in front of, you know, high-end strength and conditioning equipment as well as, you know, rehab equipment, Norma uh, uh, cold tubs, all of those different types of things, cryotherapy chambers, all of that stuff. They're getting, you know, the use of those for the first time in a very long time, because maybe they had, uh, maybe they would normally train with those, but in a public setting, well, they haven't been able to do that because of, of, of individual states, different lockdowns. So that's part of, you know, what they're asking for as, as training camp is set to start seven days from today. And if you're the NFL and your goal is to get to September, because that's where the money comes into effect. I mean, you could argue whatever you're losing from preseason. Like, who who cares? It's I, I really don't see that as an important, you know, standpoint. Most of those games are aired on the NFL network. It's not a big point. You know, some of them are aired on NBC. You can come. This is a league where you televise the combine and it does big ratings. This is a league where you have put the draft into prime time and... It does big ratings. This is a league where you can hold a night practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with the New England Patriots. This is where you can have some freedom with your broadcast. You're telling me you can't put Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth on split screens from each of their homes, and you can't have some sort of roundtable uh, with the guys who might normally do the studio show. And you're showing video from, you know, from a practice of a of the Kansas City Chiefs in place of what a preseason game was. Of course you could do that. It's the NFL. The NFL gets eyes in any way, shape, or form. The NFL gets eyes. You could do that. You're not going to lose anything from that. You could fulfill your TV contracts without having a game. And you don't... You don't think NBC would jump at the opportunity to air uh, some portion of a, of, of a practice from, from Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and everything that they got going on down there, or Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys, and Jerry Jones, who has apparently fallen off the side of a cliff and haven't said, said a word. Jerry Jones does his first public interview since the Black Lives Matter movement has begun, live on NBC. You don't think people are watching Nobody care about a preseason you I'd argue you'd get more eyes on your network with that than you would a preseason game. Or 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 if not, you'd get just as many. So a big win uh, uh, another the, 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 were more positive steps were yesterday and the social media blitz that went on over the weekend from the star players in the NFL that looked like we could be headed towards a contentious negotiation. Perhaps the NFL recognizes we're going to make all of our money or we're going to make a big chunk of our money if we just get to September. And uh, the best thing we can do uh, for all of us into ensuring that all 17 weeks of our television contract, uh, our regular season television contract are fulfilled, is to make sure that we have testing. Everything else, why wouldn't you agree to a ramp up for players? Like like that doesn't cost it because all we're talking about in this situation, and I feel like it's all we're ever talking about with the NFL is money, right? Unless I'm missing something, that's all we're talking about. If every team has a ramp up period, no team is at a competitive disadvantage. It's not like Bill Belichick is going to have his players and pads out there hitting each other on day one, but the Las Vegas Raiders have decided they're going to do a ramp up period. No, if now, of course, someone could cheat, but someone could cheat no matter what. If the league-mandated rule is there is a ramp-up period, 14 days of strength and conditioning, uh, 10 days of, of simulated contact or, or whatever, and then you know the final three weeks of training camp is when you can throw on pads and, and, and do the deal there. If all 32 teams are adhering to that, no one's at a loss. And if it's the safest thing for the players, it doesn't cost the NFL a dime, man, let's roll with it. I don't even know what we're negotiating here at this point let's get it done michael bennett three-time pro bowler uh word is uh he's retiring uh he announced on instagram on tuesday retiring feels a little like a death of itself uh, but i'm looking forward to the rebirth the opportunity to reimagine my purpose i would like to thank my wife and children who have sacrificed so much for me to succeed i'm looking forward to supporting them the way they have supported me these past eleven years, uh, I have never been more at peace in my life. Again, that is Michael Bennett uh, retiring. Word is Antonio Brown is retiring again. Okay, I don't really care about Antonio Brown. We'll just we'll just leave that out. As uh, Mark Cuban said yesterday, the national anthem police are out in full force and it was pretty cool to see uh Gabe Kapler the Giants manager uh, take a knee during the national anthem several members of the San Francisco Giants took a knee during the national anthem as well
2: I spoke to the group today and I gave them essentially two messages the first message was that our coaching staff and our organization would support any statement that they wanted to make, if they kneeled for the anthem, we would support that. If they stood for the anthem, we would support that too. Um, And we wouldn't pass judgment on them for making any statement um, or standing up for what they believe in or expressing themselves. And the second message I wanted to share was that, you know, what my plans were and I I did that because I wanted them to know that I wasn't pleased with the way our country has handled police brutality, Um, and I told them that I wanted to amplify their voices, and I wanted to amplify the voice of the Black community and marginalized communities as well.
0: Gabe Kapler, the manager for the San Francisco Giants, speaking yesterday about why he chose and he chose to take a knee during the national anthem and uh, the message that he gave to his players. This came on the same date, by the way. Guess who's tweeting about the national anthem this morning? Any guesses? Bueller, Bueller? You in the back? You got a guess? Yes, Donald Trump, indeed is tweeting once again about the National Anthem. And this all comes a day after Mark Cuban declared that the National Anthem and uh, the National Anthem police in this country are out of control as he got into another Twitter exchange with Ted Cruz. Is Ted Cruz the most worthless human being on the planet? I mean, think about this for a second. How do you explain Ted Cruz to somebody? And political affiliations aside, how do Republicans respect Ted Cruz? How does anybody with, I don't know, integrity, respect Ted? How does anybody with like any dignity respect Ted Cruz? He is literally the biggest. He is the most worthless human being that has ever lived. And like that, that's not that I'm using literal in the proper term. He is useless. He didn't defend his family. He didn't defend his father. He didn't defend his wife. He didn't defend himself. All, all, all to, all to try to keep his political career alive. Like, does he think he'll ever be anything more than a Senator? Does he have aspirations to ever hold the highest office? Does he actually think that Republicans, does he actually think that people in his own party respect him? And his, 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 his way of galvanizing uh, the shitbags that follow him on social media is to attack Mark Cuban. And Mark Cuban's like, bro, you've got to be kidding me. You need to calm down, fam. And this all started because uh, some other dude, some Mavericks fan, I don't know who, I don't know, his name is Mark Davis. I was trying to not say his name because it sounds like, you know, the owner of the uh, Oakland Raiders. It's, it's certainly not. Mark Davis is a... In, He is a talk show host um, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He's the author of Upside Down. Let's see what Upside Down is all about. It's a book. You can get the uh, the How the Left Turned Right into Wrong, Truth into Lies, and Good into Bad. Oh, this sounds good. This sounds like a book I want to read. This is Mark Davis. Essentially, Mark Cuban said... Oh, you've got a problem with the National Anthem. You've got a problem with Dallas Mavericks taking a knee during the National Anthem. You say you'll never support them again. Well, by—isn't it—it's it's fascinating how Republicans are holding on— and this is—amazingly, <laughs> this is a Republican-Democratic issue. It's It's spectacular. It's fascinating how they are holding on to this national anthem thing as if it has something to do for the country. I have said this before, and I will say it again, and I will say it till the day I die. I could not give a single solitary fuck about that stupid-ass song. That song, and that's all it is to me, means less than nothing. The national anthem means less than nothing. Stop putting symbolism on. Oh, it, our veterans in our flag. The hell with all of that. Who cares? It's a symbol. It's no different than a statue. But 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 these these Republicans hold on to this as if there's oh, you're taking down our Confederate statues. Like, so what? Like why do you even care? Why are we so hung up on these symbols? That's all the national anthem is. That's all it'll ever be is a symbol and symbol like, what does that mean? You know, you know what the, you know what the, you know what the national anthem is to, to the country. It's the, it's the same thing that the cow, that giant cowbell is at the golden one center. It's a symbol. If the cowbell was gone tomorrow, well, you're going to stop going to the Kings games. If 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 for whatever reason, oh, we don't want to keep living in the cowbell era, or oh, it's taking up too much room, or oh, it's dumb, whatever. Who well, you gonna stop going? I can't believe they have disrespected our cowbell heritage. Like, doesn't what I'm saying sounds so stupid? And this is in in when people talk about statues and anthems and flags, all of these symbols, they just sound stupid to me. We're four years into this dumbass conversation. And I'm the idiot. Four years ago, the message was exactly the same. And here we are, and idiots like Ted Cruz and idiots like this jack off Mark Davis, not the Oakland Raiders owner, but this jack-off from Dallas Fort Worth, saying the same things. Donald Trump tweeting the same bullshit that he tweeted four years ago. And we have all, we have all and we have we have dug ourselves into our positions and we're not changing. And we've made this into a, a, a conversation where it's, it's about respect for the country. Eh, fuck out of here. What do I got to respect this country? We are literally the, we're the shithole. For those of you who have not picked up on that, we're the country that has been banned from other countries. While coronavirus cases all over the world are going down, in America, they're going up. Why? One, we're led by an idiot. Two, we have politicized the disease. And three, we have all conducted ourselves like a bunch of fucking morons. That's it. That's why. That's why we've been banned. That's why we're not allowed to travel. Because we're idiots. And we've conducted ourselves as idiots. And I say we collectively because I haven't. I know many of you haven't. But I'm going to throw us all into this big... American we and that's why that's why we're here same crap over and over and over again and I'm amused at myself for saying crap after of just spewing out like seven bad words but we're here same place we're just talking ourselves in circles and I guess we're gonna do this until November I guess we're going to do this until Trump is either reelected or eliminated from office. And I guess this conversation is going to continue forever. We're going to continue to to argue that the national anthem means something that it doesn't. We're going to continue to argue that that American flag means something that it doesn't. Nothing but a symbol. I don't know, man. This, This is so tiring. And I'm like I'm agitated at myself like how did I even rope myself into this conversation? So silly. We're still talking about the national anthem. Like think about think about Colin Kaepernick sitting on the bench 4 years ago. And here we are having the same exact word for word conversations it just exemplifies more that we are a country full of idiots because we can't learn anything we don't listen if you're still holding on to what the National Anthem Demonstration is about if you're still holding on to, to, to what that was meant to symbolize from Colin Kaepernick then, then we're, we're fucking lost I'm trying to end on a happy note what That's all I got. I, didn't, I don't even have... That part isn't even written into the show. That wasn't even on my layout today. That wasn't even on my rundown. That was an impromptu tirade. I really got to stop cussing so much, man. Let's see what Adam Schefter just tweeted. Washington's NFL team is hiring NBC anchor and reporter Julie Donaldson to lead its radio broadcast team this season. In addition to working for the radio broadcast team, Donaldson hold a senior level role in the organization okay that's well, not what i was expecting but popped up from adam shefters we're here talking so i thought i'd read it to you but i did now i'm trying to find some music to get out on i guess we'll just go with big all right appreciate y'all for tuning in man we've got basketball tomorrow so th- so there's you know that's really what we're talking about right We've got hoop tomorrow, and while we uh, we won't be able to talk about what we saw on the floor until Thursday, we can certainly preview the game the best we can. Uh, tomorrow, the Sacramento Kings will take on the Miami Heat, I assume, at some point, depending on when you're listening to this again over the course of the next few hours. We should have uh, the results of Marvin Bagley's MRI. We should know the seriousness of the injury that he suffered in practice on Sunday and um I don't know that we'll necessarily know his role moving forward. I don't know that Luke Walton would would just outright shut him down, uh, or if the seri- if the injury is 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 serious enough serious enough that he has to be shut down, or if it's if it's not quite serious enough, if 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 he just takes a he being Luke Walton in the organization just take a cautious approach and do the do the DM Fox. Oh, he's ruled out seven to ten days. And then they'll just continue to reevaluate him seven to 10 days from now as the 28th, 29th, you know, 30th. That's leading right up into those first games. I don't know how you can miss you know, 10 days of practice, uh, especially after scrimmage game starts and then try to work Bagley into the lineup. So we may not be seeing Marvin Bagley uh, regardless of the seriousness of this injury at all uh, during this restart. Uh, but we should have more answers for you tomorrow. We appreciate you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, rate, review, subscribe if you have not done any of that. Make sure you check out the other podcast here on the Be Heard podcast platform. And as we wrap up, make sure you flip over and check out the latest episode of the Deuce and Mo podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you here tomorrow on the podcast with Damian Barling.